Hello, and welcome to The Link Podcast, the industry's link to learn, innovate news and knowledge in global supply chain intelligence, hosted by food logistics and supply and demand chain executive. We cover everything from transportation and warehousing trends and new technologies to food safety and sustainability impacting today's supply chains. I'm Brielle Jekyll, Associate Editor of Food Logistics and SDCE, and we are continuing our Diversity, Inclusion, and Equality Month with a really good discussion on the growth of women in the logistics industry. I speak with Erin Hagman, who's the owner and CEO of Delivery Drivers, Inc., about a report that shows this big jump, but also how they found that the majority of jobs lost during the pandemic were actually female jobs. Uh, But more good than bad is happening today as trucking evolves to become a safe and equal industry of employment for women. So let's link into that conversation now. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Erin Hagman, who is the owner and CEO of DDI. Hi, Erin. Thank you for coming on the show. Hi, good morning, Brielle. Thanks for having me. Did I say your name right? You, You got it perfect. All right, great. So today we, well, this is a part of our diversity, inclusion, and equality month uh, for the Link podcast. So last week we had an episode on diversity. Now I kind of want to focus on uh, equality and um, female, I I guess, female empowerment in the industry. Um, And I know that DDI has a lot of information about women drivers in trucking. Um, So I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that and some of the stuff you found. Um, the first I know. Yeah. That, yeah. Excited to go through it. Yeah. So first I saw that there was a, a surge of female drivers that you, that your organization found that there was a surge in female drivers in the last few years. Do you know why that is? Yeah. You know, we've uh, we did a survey just to kind of tell, give the background and hear about five years ago. And we found that at the time from our survey, about 30 percent of the drivers and we participate in all kinds of things, delivery, grocery delivery, food delivery, Amazon delivery, you name it. And about 30 percent of our drivers were female five years ago. Now, in the last survey that we did a couple of ago, 52 percent of the population surveyed was female. And it's a huge increase, like, uh, you know, almost double, but over half of the delivery drivers out there. And we looked into it. Um, and, you know, there's a couple of things that came out when we started looking at the statistics of why is there more women in delivery driving today in 2021? Um, and one thing is, if we look at COVID in the last year, You know, there's some really interesting data and Brielle, I don't have the answers, but there's some interesting stats that in December, for example, that all of the jobs that were lost were were net from women. So 140,000 jobs were lost in our economy, but you know, men stayed the same, but women lost 140,000 jobs. Why is, you know, the pandemic inadvertently, inversely impacting women's employment status more than others? I'm not sure. But as such, I really think that the delivery driving community and jobs are out there everywhere. They're pretty accepting to anybody who wants to you know, come work and things like that. And so I think there's a lot of women available in the workforce and delivery driving is busier than ever. So right. really, I think we've seen the shift in that way. So has this been specifically since COVID you've seen an increase in female drivers or pre-COVID as well? 
Uh, definitely pre-COVID, but I do believe from, you know, some of the things I was just offering there that uh, in the last six months, I think it's 63% of our new drivers are women. So we're starting wow. to see a bigger increase in here. That's almost two out of three at that point. And so we're starting to definitely see that in the last year, it's accelerated the issue. COVID's done that in our delivery world for a lot of things. We're busier, we're seeing more women, but uh, on the whole, you know, it's just the way it seems to be going. Have you seen anything else related or COVID related um, in regards to female drivers? Yeah, I think safety, a big topic, right? It's a big concern for all drivers, men and women, of course, but with safety being a front, uh, you know, front uh front line topic that we all talk about uh you know whether it's government issues and how we're doing background checks and making sure the drivers are you know themselves more uh scrutinized and secure and you know this whole world uh down to covid safety as well and individual safety so with safety being a big topic i think it makes a lot of people feel more accepted into the delivery world and you know willing to take some shots with it Right. It's interesting you say that because I was, we did a link live episode uh, a few months ago with uh, women in trucking. And I was interested because there, there's something that I had never thought about in regards to women drivers or females in the industry is the training aspect of it. So you go for overnight drives and things like that. And the sleeping arrangements are kind of something that you have to think about. How, what have you seen with that? Has there been a big shift in that um, versus for safety reasons and for personal reasons? Absolutely. Discrimination reasons, comfort reasons, you know, just to make it a good recruiting environment to make people feel comfortable uh, coming into, you know, these environments. I think in long haul trucking, what you're talking about, is definitely uh, something that, you know, we obviously see and we're concerned about. I think why we're seeing more women, though comes with just the overall shift. Not only are there more women drivers, but there are more women in leadership roles within uh, you know, the delivery and trucking worlds. Now, we need to do better, of course, and continue to promote diversity, but I think things like having open conversations like this and actively promoting diversity diversity within our recruiting efforts. When we look at companies like ours, uh, DDI and other, and you know, our clients that are out there doing the deliveries themselves, um, you know, making sure that there are women trainers out there that other drivers can go with. And as we see a larger and larger percentage of drivers already being female, it makes these scenarios a little easier to facilitate. Have Are you seeing more female drivers in last mile delivery or long hauls? We at DDI really participate a lot in the last mile delivery. We do some of the long haul stuff. Uh, and really, I think, especially the data from our survey, that's in a lot of the delivery world, grocery delivery, food delivery, package. And really, that's kind of everything these days as a lot of retail shifts to figuring out how to you know get things to deliver to everybody. Right. Yeah, I've, I've even myself, you know, when you would order Grubhub or or. Instacart, things like that. In the past, it was primarily, you know, men delivery drivers, but I'm seeing so many more women and even women I know, you know, doing Instacart to, to try and, and get more money during the pandemic. So absolutely. I think what seven, eight, 10 years ago, when we saw rideshare come around, there was a general, uh, you know, fear 
to for lack of a better word, of women being drivers, you know, can I be a driver? I don't know if I feel safe doing that. Right. And while that is not completely gone, I think that the, again, acceptance and just the generalities of, you know, people saying, well, this is an okay thing and it's not that scary and the, the stats are what they are. It's, it's really moved uh, us the needle this way. Right. So what are companies doing to be sure that there is a clear equal opportunity for women in logistics? What are they doing to make drivers feel safe specifically? Well, again, I think one of the first things, not to, to repeat the point too much, but for us at DDI, a large initiative is around female leaders. Uh, we're proud that 59% of the employees at DDI are female now. And, you know, when we're recruiting new drivers and things like that, it really, really helps. Uh, so females within the delivery world and females in promoting more and, you know, actively seeking out diverse leadership teams, balance out with male, females, and all aspects of diversity are is one big, big initiative for not only my company, but a lot of businesses out there. Um, secondarily, uh, for us, uh, having open conversations, it's been a big initiative in the last, you know, couple of years uh, at DDI, but, you know, and I'm glad to be able to do podcasts and media scenarios like this, Brielle, because, but just even having the conversation, uh, one of our favorites at DDI that we love to, to do is just have the debate or the open conversation on what is diversity. And, you know, having conversations around diversity and how to promote more female leadership and things like that for mentoring programs and things like that is, is a significant aspect on our side. Um, and last but not least, there's a lot of businesses in this space that I'm starting to see that are by women for women. Now, I'm an entrepreneur involved with DDI and lots of businesses, candidly, and finding ways to promote more acceptance and support and funding, as it were, into programs for female entrepreneurial, entrepreneurialism is, I think, really significant because I've seen a lot of programs that have had a lot of success that are like rideshare programs by women for women. So now that you know, you know, you're a female driver, you can have them with female customers and vice versa. And there's a lot of really cool, you know, kind of programs coming around like that. So initiatives like these, big and small, are, are really exciting to see. And I hope to see more of them, quite candidly. This is something I think about sometimes. Um, I'm curious about how the companies ensure the culture is accepting of more female drivers. How are you sure, you know, you there are, in, hu humans are humans and you can't control everyone and you can't you know, control everyone's personality. So how are companies sure to, to be sure that the female drivers are included in the community? Well, I think that's great. Uh, it's a good question. And one of my first thoughts, especially in delivery and last mile is so much of what we do is based on technology. And when we kind of think about how the opportunities in a 1099 space plus technology really are letting women it's because when you're 1099, you can make your own choices about where and how and when you want to work that is best for you, coupled with technology that I hope <laughs> fundamentally doesn't discriminate, you know, when we're dispatching orders through algorithms and things like that. So there's a lot of opportunity, I really feel, in the delivery world in the last mile for women to, to make their own space, just like anybody for that matter, without some of the, well, maybe historically, you know, uh, discriminating factors around Right. From people to, you know, uh, different rules around, you know, prohibiting when you can work and things like that. What more do you think can be done in the future going forward outside of the pandemic? Well, that is a great question. Um, honestly, I think one uh, for us um, is really leaning on more data. 
it's an it's interesting answer, but it's something I thought about coming into this. I, at least I think it's an interesting answer because it's kind of weird, but is, you know, we've had so many great conversations around just surveying the drivers and getting the data out there and starting this conversation. So I really look forward to going back to the women populate to the population of women drivers in our network and getting more data from them. What would they like to see and asking them? So for us, continued surveying of because we have access to tens of thousands of drivers across the country and all different worlds. And so continuing the conversation for us is a big initiative in 2021 at DDI and, you know, really leaning on that data. What more can we do? Let's put, you know, we haven't done the earnings data on here and I'm really excited to see what we learn, good, bad, or otherwise, but, you know, amongst our population and saying, okay, you know, male drivers, female drivers, tell, let's talk about your earnings and things like that. So I think uh, putting a, uh, Sunlight on any matter, good or bad, can only help. So to me, that's really what this is all about. Let's just keep talking and let's keep looking. Right. So you don't have any data right now on, on the wage gap or if there is a wage gap? Well, not necessarily on our side from DDI. Not the, anything specific that I brought today that I can speak of uh, in the delivery world because I, we hope to see and we don't really deal with and have never had in 25 years of business had to deal with any sort of wage discrimination matters or any of these matters brought up. But I'm really looking forward to looking at that issue next. You know, we've looked at the sa sample of the population. Right. Okay. New drivers, who's drivers, you know, how many drivers are men, not married, things like that, men versus women. But now I, we look forward to get into the economics, sort of tax season at DDI. So it's yeah. Yeah. our mind <laughs> and things like that. Yeah, I'd be really interested to see um, if there is a wage gap or what the wage gap would be uh, for specific to trucking. Yeah, well, definitely I'll make sure that the team shares the uh, reports when we back <laughs> with you in the podcast when we're done. Um, I know you've talked about having more leadership, women in leadership mm -hmm. and things like that, but what specifically in terms of the actual job itself, what is the industry doing to make it be more attractive to female drivers? Uh, to being a driver you're talking about, right. not necessarily in leadership within the companies and executives and things right. like that. Well, like I said, first, I think you actually got onto one of the first topics, which is a good onboarding experience. And you alluded to training and making sure people feel comfortable. So having open conversations, uh, making sure that we have early you know, training initiatives and onboarding initiatives around safety, around diversity and inclusion and these types of things again really bring it into you know help a female driver feel comfortable onboarding so it's a big big part of getting into this experience as being a driver so once you get in you can start making money but there's a lot of turnover getting early into the game so making sure like you said there's other female trainers around and scenarios like that and that's a big first step for us is onboarding education well, I think that's all the questions I have for today, but I'm very excited to be able to get to talk about this issue because it's it's something I'm really interested in and it's a really exciting time, I think. Well, thanks again for having me on and I look forward to uh, getting the next round of data and we'll share it with you soon. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. Uh, It was really great hearing from Aaron and all the statistics he has about the trucking industry and female workers. Tune in every Tuesday for our episodes of Link by Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a review wherever you listen to, to your podcasts. Next week, we further our Diversity, Inclusion, and Equality Month with an episode focused on disability in the supply chain. So don't forget to hit subscribe on the Spotify, Apple, and Google playlist apps so you never miss an episode.